0: This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business, and we're joined by Sarah Casey, Landlord Product Manager of Direct Line Business Insurance. And we're here to discuss a BMW, a casket, and pets the bizarre items left behind by tenants. Thank you for joining us, Sarah.
1: Morning, Kate. And yeah, so I work for a direct line for business, um, specifically looking after the landlord product. So that's for um, covering insurance needs for for all landlords up and down the UK. Um, And yeah, recently we did uh, an interesting survey, I think, 500 landlords uh, we spoke to across the UK. And turns out that three quarters of them have had issues with tenants leaving property behind various different belongings. And like, that for the most part, that, that's, you know, we're talking rubbish. And I suppose that can involve landlords having to scrape out bits from kitchens, lots of nasty bits and pieces. But actually, more interestingly, as you've touched on, some fairly weird and wonderful and also really valuable belongings that the tenants leave behind, which I was surprised to see. So you're right, like a, a BMW, jacuzzis, TVs, a snooker table in one instance. And sadly, some, uh, we've, we've had a few landlords who've reported pets that were left behind. So, yeah, some interesting results for sure. And I guess if you're a landlord, it's, it's, gonna, it's a super costly and time consuming job.
0: You know, tidying up after tenants, it's not cheap. You know, in, in terms of the survey, it said that landlords were spending an average of £209. Is there any way that landlords could avoid that kind of cost?
1: I think your GP probably always says to you uh, or you might have heard doctors mention prevention is better than cure. And that is the same here. So before we even go down the road of having to incur costs as a landlord, couple of things worth uh, considering. So first of all, um, making sure that you've got a really good tenancy agreement in place. And when I say a good tenancy agreement, specifically in this case, one that includes a clause which relates to the disposal of items that are left behind by tenants so that both parties are clear from the outset and that you're protected as a landlord if things are left behind. Also, just having a really good tenant referencing system. So making sure you, you know, you can work with plenty of providers out there that help prevent these problems by making sure that you can of as far as possible, have vetted your tenants really well before they move in. And thirdly, and maybe quite intuitively for some, um, it makes sense to definitely attend either yourself in person or have some other reliable individual um, attend on the day of checkout when the tenant leaves the property. So you make sure that all things are brought uh, with the tenant rather than having to do a clear up job.
0: What I noticed was that not only was there a large amount of items left behind, But what the problem was is that because of what had been left behind, in your survey, a third of landlords said that they had a delay in getting in new tenants due to belongings being left behind.
1: Yeah, a really important point. So when we talk about cost, actually, in this um, scenario, we're not just talking about necessarily the cost of either the landlord having to find a way of storing the items, trying to track down tenants, but actually it does delay the process of getting in a new tenant so for that period of time um the, the landlord is foregoing, you know their income for a month or two or, or longer so um yeah I, I was struck by the same the same point faith and i think that's something that's really important for listeners to bear in mind
0: so how important is it also for landlords who many of them and i'll come back to this in a moment who running businesses property portfolios etc to be aware of the legal considerations because if somebody has left their diamond tiara on the way to the ball <laughs> you, you know you don't necessarily want to be seen prancing about it and somebody say you've got my tiara on
1: exactly exactly and um, tiara is a funny example i like that um but yeah i mean it's quite right or, or driving around somebody's bmw so yeah, no, the legalities is important. So prevention is like the first that we've discussed, but you're quite right that um, if we do go down the road of, of the landlord having to decide what then to do with the, these belongings and can't, for example, get in contact with their ex-tenants, they may need legal advice. Um, so I'd strongly suggest that, um, you know, first of all, if you've got a landlord insurance policy, and most landlords hopefully do, Check your policy because there are policies, including our own uh, direct line, which has a free legal advice helpline. And it's it's available 24-7. You know, it leaves no footprint from a claims perspective on your record. So it's a really, really good service. So if you need legal advice and just if in doubt, I would definitely strongly suggest just getting some of that advice um, from the experts
0: as far as the server was concerned the east of england is reported as having the best behaved tenants were there any factors in that um conclusion or did it, were they just nicer people
1: <laughs> unfortunately we, did, we didn't didn't know of any
0: factors
1: um but yeah you are quite right the east of england did have uh, the best best of uh, uh, sort of rate in terms of um yeah not leave tenants not leaving things behind um i suppose on the on the flip side, um I, th- I think it was the north, yeah. The northeast were the worst offenders. Um 86% of landlords had these issues, and London closely followed with 83%. But I'll leave it to your listeners to, to consider why, why that might be. But uh, but maybe uh, maybe they're just better human beings. I, I don't know.
0: Who knows? I mean, this could be obviously open for debate. But I wanted to move swiftly across to your role at um, Direct Blind Business Insurance. Now, you're the landlord product manager. And what does that entail?
1: Understanding what landlords need. And it's as simple as that. Right. So um, I, I'm not somebody who does the technical underwriting um who decides, you know, who can and can't take out a policy, for example. Um, but what I do is try to understand the customer as best I can. And along with my team, think about anything which are front of I suppose, landlords' minds, any gaps in terms of service that we provide or insurance provides. Um, and we try to think of of ways of filling those gaps. Um, so, you know, in the past, we kind of um, launched something called Rent Guarantee, which is for landlords where they are struggling to recoup rent arrears, basically, from from um, tenants who aren't paying. Um, so we have a, a provider that we work with to, to cover that exact scenario so yeah so it's with constantly the, the market's constantly evolving and actually it, it's becoming particularly challenging for landlords at the moment landlords and tenants but you know it, it includes landlords it's becoming more increasingly costly as with any sector or line of work at the moment so trying to think all of the time about what does it mean to be a landlord and and, and actually are there things that we can do to just provide some peace of mind that's really what it's about
0: Dayton What's interesting for me is that the role of the landlord has changed dramatically, the expectations have increased exponentially and then at the same time so has the cost whereas once upon a time if you kept a property half decently and you did the repairs when you were supposed to it was fine to a certain extent but I assume that with further regulations as they come into place and further expectations on landlords being a landlord is not a cheap business. It's
1: not it's not and I think everyone is um on both sides of the coin, actually, tenants and and uh landlords alike are watching for this renters reform bill. Um, and I guess the general election this year might might inform which way it goes. But I mean there's going to be a, a whole set of additional um expectations on the part of the landlord, um, yeah, you know, making it increasingly difficult to evict tenants, for example. So we're watching that with keen interest within my business as well, because we know we we'll, we should and be think thoughtful about how we respond to, to some of those pressures for landlords. But you're right, it is becoming an increasingly difficult business hopefully a rewarding one too for, for some landlords but, but it isn't without its challenges and the, the, this this issue we're discussing today is only only one of many i suppose but uh but it is a it is an issue that, that landlords are facing
0: as far as direct line business is concerned where can people go to to find out more advice about the services that you offer and uh how can they get in touch
1: yeah no thanks and um, so uh you can go to our website so that's directlineforbusiness.co.uk make sure I got that right um so yeah easiest to, to to visit our website really initially the there's lots of information there's actually quite a lot of blog articles as well um which do provide some of these kind of pieces of advice and sort of um, knowledge articles about what's going on from a regulatory point of view and um, so I'd, I'd start with our website um Hopefully that's,
0: hopefully that's helpful. That's brilliant. So Sarah Casey, Landlord Product Manager of Direct Line Business Insurance, thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thanks, Nathan. You're most welcome.